Welcome to the Washington Hoop Scene Podcast, presented by Sniper Media Group. We are the scene for all things Washington boys and girls basketball. Recruitment updates, player and coach interviews, and where players' voices are heard. Without further ado, lights, camera, action, let's cut to the scene. What's going on, everyone? It's your host, Eric Brill, here with the Washington Hoop Scene Podcast, and we're back for episode four. Hope everyone's enjoying their summer as best as they can, and even though there is limited club basketball going on throughout the country, we still have some good hoops to talk about with you guys here on the Hoop Scene. All right, per usual, we'd like to get started with the Sniper Spotlights. This is our chance to highlight some of the young athletes in our neck of the woods, and the first spotlight this time goes to Katie Fizo. She is a 5'10 freshman guard at Garfield High School with a lot of hype already surrounding her. Uh, she, as a freshman, already has some Division I schools that have given her some offers. You might recognize the last name because she is the younger sister of Megan Fizo, a uh, 2020 guard for Garfield High School. Katie's a great athlete. She has the uh, talent to get to the basket as well as some range from deep. Um, and she does the things that a good point guard does, always thinking one pass ahead. Really excited to watch how she develops her game in the coming years. Uh, our second sniper spotlight goes to Nolan Hickman, 6'2 guard from Eastside Catholic, and somebody who has made a big decision for his game recently, deciding to transfer to National Powerhouse Wasatch Academy in Utah. That is the number four ranked team in the nation. He is currently ranked 29 by 247 Sports and number two in the state. Coming off an incredible high school season, he had a highly anticipated AAU season coming up this summer, but unfortunately, as we know, that was canceled. But luckily for us, we have the young man joining us on the podcast today. To help us out with this, we're also inviting to the show our uh, recruiting analyst and friend of the show, Nars Martinez. How's it going, Nars? Doing well. Excited to, to, to get talking with Nolan. I'm a big fan of his game. Nolan, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited for this. All right, let's jump into it then. Uh, what, what were your expectations for you and Rotary this summer on the EYBL circuit before everything got canceled? Um, our expectation was very high. Um, you know, we was going into it with a clear mindset. You know, we, we felt like we was the top team before PGM even finished last year. So. Okay. Could, could you uh, also talk a little bit about how the loss of the club ball season affected your decision to transfer to Wasatch? Oh, yeah. It definitely affected it, like, tremendously. Um, you know, with this, with the, the summer being taken away, with EYBL, um, you know, that loss recruitment, my recognition, you know. Um, so with me transferring to Wasatch and then with their national schedule, it kind of it kind of helps me, you know, to get my summer back, but also do it while, you know, the um, school year. So. so Nolan, Nars is here. Question for you. Take us through the process of how you landed at Wasatch Academy in Utah. How did that all go down? Okay, so um, this is funny though. Um, we were actually—I was actually not even considering a prep school at all. Um, you know, that was never in the—that was never in the discussion. Me and my family was never considering it. Um, but um, you know, Wasatch uh, actually hit up uh, Daryl Henning, my coach Daryl Henning, uh, for Rotary, and um, it was like, you know, we need a point guard. Uh, you know, we've been watching Nolan or whatever. So um, right after that, uh, Coach Daryl Henning actually hit me and my parents and was like, you know, uh, massage, you know, they're trying to reach out. Um, and he, he actually recommended it. He was talking great about it. So, you know, um, uh, I would say like two weeks later, me and my fam actually flew out for a little visit. Um, it was a great visit. 
you know, um, Coach P's my guy. I know Pop Pop down there. So, um, you know, all around it was a, it was just a great, you know, transfer for me. So, For sure. And, and that's the new trend with, with the academy. Um, how do you feel that the first, your first three years at Eastside Catholic has prepared you for this next step in your journey? Yeah, um, you know, I, I thank Eastside Catholic so much. I thank Coach Brent, um, my guys, my brothers, everybody on that team, you know, from the coaching staff to the athletic director, everyone. You know, they, um, they really taught me a lot three years, um, especially with the basketball process, you know, even uh, just staying with the athletic director for, um, you know, those three years uh, during that time, you know, it's managed being so far away from my actual home. So, um, you know, Eastside is, I love them to death. You know, they're always family. So. Hey, Nolan, uh, this is Brill again. Could you, have you had a chance to talk with any of your new teammates at Wasatch? Um, I haven't. Um, the only player that I've really talked to was actually Pop Pop, who I actually know. So. Okay. And obviously, Eastside Catholic is no joke, but you're going now to a program that's ranked fourth in the nation. Uh, what do you think you bring to this team? Um, you know, I bring my winning, my winning spirit to the team. I feel like, you know, I'm always, I'm always looking to win, you know, giving my teammates the ball, um, my scoring ability, you know, my leadership. I feel like all that, all that's implemented in my game and it just, it will bring a positive aspect to, you know, the, the culture of the basketball team. Okay. Um, and then we want to talk, last year you uh, held a camp for some of the local youth in the area, and we were hoping that you could tell us a little bit more about the give back and some of your goals around that endeavor. Yeah, so, um, you know, last year was my uh, first annual camp, of the, um, my give back. I'm actually going to be trying to host the, my actual give back, the second, second annual give back uh, virtually. is going to be over the Zoom, via Zoom. So, um, you know, uh, I have... I'm planning on having actual care package sent to, you know, the members' homes who actually joins. So, um, you know, it's going to have shirts, a few bottles and everything. So it should be great. You know, I'm looking forward to it. it it's, it's, it's more than just a game for me. You know, um, these kids do mean a lot to me. You know, um, it, it really actually all started when I was a kid. I always used to look up to, um, you know, the Seattle Hoopers. You know, always used to look up to them, you know. Um, you know, with all the, um, you know, Baby Boy and DeJounte Murray, you know, I would always look look at them and try to talk to them. I'd be like, do they even notice me, you know? So just me giving back to the kids and just seeing them, you know, smile and, and seeing that affection on them, it just warms my heart. So um, I actually have big news for the uh, give back as well. Um, I'm actually going to turn it into a foundation uh, come uh, January. Um, planning on making it, you know, a big, big thing. So um, it should plan out really what I'm excited. That's big time stuff right there, Nolan. Um, one last question before we let you go is, you know, you've been moving up in the rings and uh, your game has just steadily been improving. Is it, is it a goal of yours? Do you see yourself as a one and done player potentially? Yes. Yes, 100%. I see myself. Uh, as a one one and done, you know, player out of the gate, um, I feel like as soon as I get to that college level, I'm all I know is work. So I, all I know is that right now. So you know, if I if I do what I'm doing right now in college, even ten times harder, you know, which I am gonna do. I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna stop until I meet my end goal, which is make it to you know the high level. So. 
Good stuff. Well, you got our respect and we'll definitely look forward to following you and your, your venture over to Dutch Academy. And uh, we appreciate your time. Hey, yeah, no problem. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you for being a part of the show, Nolan. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have another special guest for you to continue talking about some of the hot topics in our game today. At this time, we would like to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Sniper Media Group. They specialize in sports-related content and individual player branding. Anything from player highlights to team photo shoots to documentaries. We are here to give the players a voice. Tell your story, young blood. All right, welcome back to the show. We have recruiting analyst Nars Martinez sticking with us. Uh, as the pandemic continues to put a hold on the hoop scene for the majority of the country, it has us reminiscing about the good old days. Uh, the debates of whether the UA Association is better than Adidas Gauntlet or Nike EYBL is always a great topic of discussion, and that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, joining us, we have uh, somebody a little bit famous in the area. You might know him as Mr. Hotbread via Twitter. Joining us is Cartier French Tony. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. How are you doing? Doing good. Good. Welcome. Okay, so Cartier, we want to hear about your opinion on the shoe circuits, but first, uh, could you talk a little bit about how you're hoping to empower young athletes off the court? Um, off the court, you know, just giving them the tools in life so that they can be successful, that you're necessarily not getting at home or you're not getting in the school system. Okay, and you've said, uh, I was reading through a, an interview you did back in your Quest days, and you said in that uh, interview, that article, uh, that you're somebody who sees yourself as a pass-first point guard. Um, and somebody who would trade individual stats for team wins. Do you think that's something lacking in basketball today? I mean, most definitely. We live in a uh, a culture now that's cultivated by the mixtape era where everybody wants to mixtape and everybody wants to highlight tape. It doesn't matter whether you win or whether you lose. You still go to Instagram and you post your highlights as soon as the game is over. Even if you lost, like, you still get to go in there and you get to post your highlights. And the perception is that, you had a really good game or that you hoop, but people don't realize that you just lost by 20 points. Sometimes, you know, you got blown out. So how do you, how do you try to train your guys to change that mindset to be a little bit more team oriented? I mean, you know, sometimes you can't necessarily change it because, you know, it's an indication of, you know, they're, you know, some people are, 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 you know, not so, I don't want to say insecure, but it's like, well, this person is doing it, you know, why shouldn't I do it, you know? Like, everybody else is posting their highlights, why wouldn't I post my highlights? So, I mean, I'm cognitive with that, you know, they're kids at the same time. So you got to let them kind of do them and figure figure it out. You know, hopefully the light click clicks on for them about what matters to them. Okay, so let, let's jump into this debate then. Uh, Cartier, can you start by just talking about your experience with the EYBL? Uh, I mean, I've been on EYBL last year as a coach. It was my first time experiencing it from the sidelines. But I've been to it personally to watch it. In 2015, I went to Houston to watch it. And then in 2018, I went to Boo Williams to watch it. Um, I've watched it online all the time. Um, it's different for me. Like, like, it's different. Like, I just, like, just the whole environment is, like, different. Obviously, I haven't been to the Under Armour stops, I haven't been to the Adidas stops, but even just looking from the videos and looking from the background and looking for the players, like it's just a, from top to bottom, the EYBL is like, there's, there's nothing like it. 
Okay, so Cartier's stance is pretty clear. He's he's uh, rolling with EYBL. Uh, yeah, on the boys' side. Do you have an opinion on that? Nars, do you have an uh, opinion on that? Who you think has the hottest and best boy shoe circuit program on the West Coast right now? Well, I, I agree with Cartier on the on the boys' side for sure with the EYBL. Um, just from top to bottom. And, and they do such a great job with marketing and making sure that each program and director in their market, they do a great job of attaining the top talent in their area more times than not. But to answer your question, to me, is uh, the best and hottest program on the West Coast. I got to roll with Compton Magic. Yeah, I mean, Yep, he's uh, just just the way that they it's it's more than basketball, and uh, but he didn't talk program. He acts circuit though. The question actually has both. It says who who do you think has the hottest and best boys shoe circuit program on the West Coast right now? But Nars, keep keep going with whatever you're talking about. Talk, t- tell me more about uh, this program. Got you. Yeah, so I'm rolling with Compton Magic as far as the hottest and best program. Uh, on the West Coast right now, that that plays in the shoe circuit. Just Atope and and what all those guys do with their program, not just on the court. Obviously, they've had a ton of success getting guys Division One and uh, to the pro ranks and all that stuff. But the things that they do in their community, the branding that they've done, the partnerships, and just the full scope, because that's to me where grassroots basketball is heading. And I think Compton Magic does a great job of that. But there are others. Uh, you look at Oakland Soldiers is another one in the EYBL. But as far as the hottest, I'm rolling with uh, Compton Magic, at least in the recent years. Uh, Nars, let me stick with you for a second, Nars. Could you talk to me about your experience uh, on the Adidas circuit? Yeah, so I coached for several years on the girls' side in the Adidas circuit. And uh, it was really strong, especially early on. You had the Arkansas Banshees, um, Indiana Elite, Northwest Blazers, San Antonio's Finest has kind of been in and out the Adidas circuit. You've had some really strong programs throughout the years, Western Pennsylvania Bruins. Now, in the last one to two years, it's kind of shifted over where a lot of the top Adidas programs have now left to the Under Armour Association. But um, also Texas Elite is another Adidas program. They're still Adidas. But it, it was really strong, especially early on. But I think that since the UAA has popped up on the girls' side, it's definitely the Adidas circuit has taken a hit as a result. And I, I think talking to a lot of college coaches, the shoe circuits are, are watered down, speaking more so for the girls' side because that's what I have the most experience in as, as a coach. So, but there are good teams, mid-level teams, and bad teams on each circuit, so. Okay, and then do you think, uh, l- let, me, let me go back to you, Cartier. Do you want to get some more ideas in about uh, EYBL or maybe even some thoughts? We could talk a little bit more about the uh, UA Association. No, I agree with him, what he said as far as, like, the best team and program for what they're doing for the kids on the court and off the court, like, you know, it's Compton Magic, and it's not even close, you know? Like, nobody's doing, like, what Etope is doing. But as far as, like, I kind of agree with, like, Kitsap for, like, the girls' programs. It's, like, it's not necessarily about really being on a shoe program for the girls. You know, I, 
it provides right. benefit, you know, but it's not a, a all-in means for a scholarship. Whereas on the boys' side, it's kind of like you play the three major circuits, like you know. Yeah. So what 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 makes Compton Magic different compared to some of the programs that we have up in our neck of the woods? What what separates them and uh, makes them the cream of the crop, so to speak? I mean, just the partnerships that they have, you know, with like big corporations and just the community outreach stuff that they do. You know, while Daryl, you know, up here, Daryl does community outreach stuff. He doesn't, you know, really do the social media part of it, you know, which is part of what you have to do now in this current climate. You know, you have to brand yourself on social media, you know, and he doesn't do that just because he believes that, you know, what they do at the Rotary is good enough, you know, and people will talk about what they do rather than him having to promote himself and, you know, seem like he's bigging himself up. Okay. Nars, you want to add some thoughts to that? Just what, what we could be doing up in uh, Washington to improve the, uh, how effective our programs are? Sure. Well, I think that first off, it starts with, our youth teams have to do a better job, both on the boys and girls side, of getting out and competing at a, at a little bit of a younger age than maybe we are now. I look at the Rotary Boys 2023 group when they were in eighth grade. So that was Jalen Stewart, Caden McDaniel, and all those guys. There was the uh, – what's the name of that West Coast circuit, Cartier? Made Hoops. Made Hoops. They had one of the best – Rotary had one of the best boys teams on the West Coast for the 2023 class, and they didn't play in the made hoops, which is the most competitive youth circuit on the West Coast. So just I think that getting our kids to, to get out and compete at a younger age and just – it's an exposure game now. You definitely got to work on your game. There's no doubt about that, but – we we got to do a better job of, of building up our kids and getting their names out there really in, in those seventh, eighth, ninth grade years instead of having a lot of um, – we always have these prospects that so-called come out of nowhere in their 11th grade year. But it's like if you're from Seattle or Washington, you know they've been good. But the whole nation doesn't kind of figure out until too late in my opinion. Uh, so let's go a little deeper. Nike EYBL does a great job marketing, especially on the girls' side of things. Uh, what separates them from uh, the Under Armour Association and uh, Adidas Gauntlet? I think that the EYBL and Nike and them, they do a great job of marketing. I, I love how they get the NBA players involved. I wish that they would get some of their Nike-signed athletes in the EYBL a little bit more involved, but having Kevin Durant come out to Peace Jam and stuff like that, like that, that makes a big difference. Um, and I think that at the top, the top half of the EYBL is as strong, if not stronger than any circuit. But there, I do believe that there's a misconception that every single EYBL team is better than everybody else in the country. It's, it's almost a propaganda that, goes out. I mean, even if you look at the Under Armour Association this past year, they had the number one girls player in the country in the 2020 class with Paige Buchers, who's going to UConn, um, according to ESPN. On ASGR, it was Camilla Cardosa, who's going to Syracuse. They reached rank number one, depending on the service. 2021, AZ Fudd, 
And then also 2023, Juju Watkins played for uh, West Coast United on the Under Armour circuit. So you have three, three players in your own circuit that are all number one in the country on the girl side. And, uh, and, and it's a newer circuit. But I think that the UIBL does do a great job of marketing. But I think that the top teams in the Under Armour Association are every bit as good as the EYBL. And in some years as well, the, the Adidas teams have been just as good as the EYBL teams. I've, I've seen independent teams even knock off EYBL, Adidas knock off Under Armour and, and vice versa. It, it, it's, all, it's all a mix and a wash um, in the bottom half, like I said. Okay, Cartier, Nars is saying it's a propaganda to say that EYBL is the, the top circuit. How, how do you, what do you, what do you think about that? I, the I bottom agree half. With him. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I agree with him. I just don't like the whole agenda that's pushed, you know, like, especially out here, you got to think like, there's really only, what, three teams on the circuit for girls. You got Northwest Blazers, which is Under Armour. You got Northwest Greyhounds, which is Adidas, SSB. And you got Tria Hope, which is Nike, EYBL. And I feel like people just use the whole name of the EYBL like it holds weight, you know, like, oh, it's Tria Hope, you playing the EYBL, or Snowfish Blazers, you playing the Under Armour. Like, sometimes the circuits don't even matter, like, if your players aren't good. Like, it doesn't matter what circuit you're on. Like, you have to have players at the end of the day. You can sell your circuit all day, every day long. But if your players aren't any good, then, you know, you're not going to win games and, you know, you're not going to get recruited. Like, that's what it's about. It's about winning games and helping girls get recruited. You know, sometimes that circuit is a deterrent. You know, we have kids who are meant to be on the West Coast and they play all their events on the East Coast. So they miss out on opportunities from these schools that they should be being seen by. Right. Nars, did you want to jump in with something? Yeah, and the other thing going right along with that is just if if you look at all of the games that are going on right now, the summer has been really unfortunate for a lot of kids, but it's also been great because there are no shoe circuits. So we've been able to see a lot of cross matches between all the different circuits and independent. Right now, a lot of people are saying that Sport City U which is a, a girls club program based out of Ohio is the, is the best 17 U team in the whole country. And they're independent. They're, they're not even uh, a sponsored program actually. And I've been watching a lot of games. I've, I've seen a lot of under armor teams play EYBL and, and some of these EYBL teams are getting absolutely blown out. But I've also seen EYBL teams given under armor teams, the business, right? So it's, it's really it's provided us a good opportunity to really see like hey the, even even below the 17 levels of 15 U's and 16 U's there are there are teams from all different circuits that are able to compete with one another and this is one of the first summers that we're actually really able to see that on a consistent basis so how about if i if i had to put you guys both on the spot picking between the three circuits EYBL under Armour Association and Adidas Gauntlet, top to bottom, best best circuit. Boys and girls for each, answer each. Yeah, let's go boys and girls, top to bottom, best circuit. 
I'm going to roll with, on the boys' side, EYBL, top to bottom. And just two shout-outs for my favorite programs that I, that I like to look at on the boys' side is PSA Cardinals yeah. with Munch. He's on the EYBL in New York. And then, obviously, Atope on the West Coast with Compton Magic, and, and they're in Adidas. On the girls' side, Under Armour, the Under Armour Association is newer. But just based off of what we've, what we've seen in the short amount of time at, at this exact moment, I'm a, it, it, it's, to me, it's a little bit of a toss-up between EYBL and Under Armour Association for me, just because you had FBC United, who some people saw as the best or one of the best club teams ever put together um, in history and had four McDonald's All-Americans in 2020, and then Raven Johnson in 2021, who will be a fifth McDonald's All-American from that team. So I would say it's a toss-up there for the girls. Okay, Cartier, what about you? I'm going with the EYBL for the boys. It's not even close. And then for the girls, I'm going with the Under Armour Association. From top to bottom, I just believe it's better overall. Okay, well, guys, thank you for joining us today. As always, it's a, a fun debate talking about these different shoe circuits. Uh, I appreciate the insight. I appreciate the time. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, uh, Cartier. Thanks for having me. Of course, Nars, thank you for the help as well. Absolutely, you guys. Have a good one. All right, that wraps up Episode 4 of the Washington Hoop Scene Podcast. We'll be back in two weeks with Episode 5. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you then, Hoopheads. Heads.